Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're in Matthew 21, verses 18 through 22. This is Holy Week. Jesus cleansed the temple in yesterday's text. That was probably Monday. And afterwards, he went back to Bethany from Jerusalem. Bethany is where Mary and Martha and Lazarus, the sisters and brother, live, good friends of Jesus. And we don't know for certain that he lodged with them, but there's a good chance that he did. And then he's back and forth between Jerusalem and Bethany a couple times early in the week. The reason that's relevant is because some questions have been raised about the chronology of Matthew's account, in particular this fig tree episode. So Matthew probably compresses this event for literary purposes, and in other Gospels, it's spread out over the course of a couple days. So even though in this text, it sounds like the discussion about the cursing of the fig tree happens right after the cursing of the fig tree, it's more likely that Jesus cursed the fig tree on the way to Jerusalem Monday, and then discussed the cursed fig tree the next day when they passed it a second time. Either way, that's not the ultimate focus of this text. Let's dive in. In the morning, as he was returning to the city, he became hungry. And seeing a fig tree by the wayside, he went to it and found nothing on it but only leaves. And he said to it, may no fruit ever come from you again. And the fig tree withered at once. So Jesus, plain and simple, sees a fig tree that is not bearing fruit. What's the purpose of a fig tree? To bear fruit. So if it's not doing what it's made for, to heck with that fig tree, Jesus says. And he curses it and it withers. Now again, we're seeing a side of Jesus that is not promoted or talked about a whole lot. Seems like he might be a little annoyed or a little frustrated about being inconvenienced that he can't have breakfast. This doesn't paint Jesus to be much of an environmentalist either. I say that tongue-in-cheek, but isn't it interesting how many different political agendas try to claim Jesus as being in their corner? His purpose here was nowhere close to political. He was here to advance the kingdom of God, promote himself as the savior of the world, live a perfect life, die a sinless death, paying the penalty for sin so anyone put their faith in him could be reconciled to God. So what's really going on with this fig tree? Well, this isn't just some rash, impulsive thing that he does because he can't have a fig. It's symbolic. It signifies the hypocrisy of people who have the appearance that they're being fruitful, but in fact, they are not. This fig tree has leaves, and about the time the leaves come out on a fig tree, the figs are there. So if this one has leaves and no figs, it's not putting out what it claims to be all about. Who's that remind you of? In general, the people of Israel, specifically their leaders, the teachers of the law, the scribes, the chief priests that he's been going head to head with for the last several chapters, and increasingly so as we head toward the cross later this week. And friends, lest we just lob grenades and point fingers at the Pharisees, the scribes, the Jewish leaders, the chief priests, we ought to hold this as a mirror up against ourselves. If you and I are true believers in Jesus Christ, that means that we truly have the Holy Spirit living in us. That's one of the things that happens to people who trust Christ. And the Holy Spirit's job is to cause us to bear spiritual fruit. In John 15, Jesus says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. So to be connected to Christ is to bear fruit fruit, spiritual fruit, kingdom fruit, fruit that is in alignment with the truth of who God is. We're not saved because of this fruit. We're not saved because of the good works that we do, but good works will automatically come from people who truly know Jesus Christ. Not because the people who know Jesus Christ are so great, but because that's part of the deal. The Holy Spirit causes it to happen, even against our will in many cases, over time. So there's no such thing as a non-fruit-bearing Christian. And people who profess to be Christians or think that they're Christians, but don't 
bear fruit. And by the way, that's only something God ultimately can judge. There's some fruit bearing that takes place that you or I don't have the privilege of seeing in a person's life. So we can't stand in judgment and say they're not bearing fruit. I don't know. I don't live in their heart and their mind. I don't see them all day long. But if someone were to suggest that they were a follower of Christ and they also did not bear fruit, that would be akin to what we see with this fig tree. And the end of that person is going to be very similar. They're going to wither and die. Later on, the disciples discussed this with Jesus. When they saw it, they marveled, saying, how did the fig tree wither at once? Jesus said to them, truly I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what has been done to the fig tree, but even if you say to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, it will happen. And whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. So the conversation pivots from what was the meaning of the withered fig tree to how did that happen? And Jesus reiterates some things that we saw way back in chapter 17, verse 20. He's talking about if you have faith like a mustard seed, if you have just a little bit of faith, not only can you do what I did to the fig tree, but you can tell a mountain to be thrown into the sea and it'll be done. This was a manner of speaking not to suggest that you'll literally throw mountains into the sea, but that by faith, you will be part of doing things that you never thought possible. And that's absolutely true. That's true for them. They are going to do some remarkable things after Christ's resurrection, despite stumbling all over themselves for the next few days. And God uses us through faith in Christ to do remarkable things that we never expected or imagined today. But it all starts with having faith that is truly faith. Faith that is proven by the Holy Spirit bearing fruit through us. Lord, give us a desire to bear fruit in your name. By the power of your Spirit, use us as your vessels to advance your kingdom, to promote the gospel, to glorify you, even at times when it is against our will. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which airs on stations around the world, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. We also want to highlight two ministry partners— First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule of year-round events and activities are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference on Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our other ministry partner. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.